So I was reading this Harry Potter page because, mm-hmm. you know, I follow them all on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, this is a g- conversation between the Marauders, Peter, James, Remus, and Sirius. Okay. And Peter says, synonyms are weird because if you invite someone to your cottage in the forest, that just sounds nice and cozy. But if I invite you to my cabin in the woods, you're going to die. <laughs> and James says, my favorite is explaining the difference between a butt dial and a booty call. And Remus says, it's because it's connotation. And Sirius says, yeah, yeah, connotation. My favorite one is, forgive me, father, I have sinned, versus, sorry, daddy, I've been naughty. <laughs> and Remus responds, great news, language is canceled. We cordially request that you be our dinner guests as you join us for another episode of Wine and Dine. Hi, everybody. My name is Ashley. And I'm Megan. And this is Wine Wine and Dine. Dine. I love your intro, by the way. That was wonderful. Thank you. I was very, very happy by that. (laughs) I mean, I find the weirdest things when I'm searching through, like, Harry Potter pages because obviously, like... That was never said. It's mm-hmm. not a real thing, but at the same time, it's uh, it's pretty funny. That is funny. I enjoyed that. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I have some random book news here that I wanted to share. Um, share. Yeah. Um. So there was a book release at BookCon this year that everybody is going crazy for and when i heard the synopsis i immediately thought of you oh okay yes and this has gotten and after reading the synopsis i even might read this am i sensing an, a future buddy read i i think this might have to be a future halloweenish but like towards the fall okay because it, it doesn't drop until october 8th of this year um but the synopsis is as such in 1872, New Orleans is a city ruled by the dead, but to 17-year-old Celine Rosalind, New Orleans provides her a refuge after she she's forced to flee her life as a dressmaker in Paris. Taken in by the sister of the Ursuline Covent, along with six other girls, Celine quickly becomes enamored with the vibrant city from the music to the food to the soirees and especially to the danger. She sh- she soon becomes embroiled in the city's glitzy underworld known as La Cause de Lons. After catching the eye of a group of the group's leader, the enigmatic ig- Sebastian Saint-Germain, when the body of one of the girls from the coven is found in the lair of the La Cause de Lons, Celine battles her attraction to him and suspicion about Sebastian's guilt along with the shame of her own horrible secret. When more bodies are discovered, each crime more gruesome than the last, Celine and New Orleans become gripped by the terror of serial killers on the loose. Ooh. One Celine is sure has set her... her, her ah, sorry. Celine is sure has set her in his sights and who may even be the young man who has stolen her heart. As the murders continue to get unsolved, Celine takes matters into her own hands and soon uncovers something even more shocking. An age-old feud from the darkest centuries of the underworld rivals reveals a truth about Celine she always suspected shimmering just beneath the surface. That sounds hella good. Okay, 
You want to know what the the weird thing is? What? This is rumored to be the new startup for vampires. It's another vampire lit. Yeah. So, of course, that's why you thought about yeah, me. Because here's the tagline. New York's best times seller, Renee Adhier, returns with a suspicious, sultry, and romantic new series set in 19th century New Orleans where vampires hide in plain sight. Oh, yeah. Yep. And we all know this how much Ashley detests vampire books. But this one sounds like it'll this be so one. Good. I I'm that's why I wanted to share it. This this book, uh, the title's called The Beautiful by Renee Adihier, is getting so much like hype and just ridiculous. The line to get this book, from what I was told, was very like cloak and dagger like it was said that it was going to be on floor but like you had to literally like i guess a mad dash run to the boat to the booth grab your ticket and like after that ticket was done it was like no we're not talking about it we're not speaking about it it's, oh wow it's done so so this one doesn't come out until october 8th october 8th of 2019 but the cover art is gorgeous I have to give mad props. It's black cover with white uh, scrolling with a chalice. Dumping rose petals? Yeah, dumping rose petals. Nice. And I love that one of the the main male protagonists in here is possibly, um, well, one is the Count of St. Germain. He has so much lore tied to him anyways. Yeah. That I, I find that very, very cool that that she threw that in there but this is the same author that wrote um the dawn and the wrath i don't think i've read that one yet yeah you did i did yep that was the uh arabian nights retelling that we read. <gasps> oh yeah yeah no, she's the same person who wrote that um she's the same person that wrote um flame in the mist so wow there's a giveaway going on right now for the book um can i enter yeah, it's on Goodreads. It's for 28 days. There's only going to be five copies available, and already almost 5,000 people have entered. So of good luck, and may the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> and if you didn't get to, if you didn't get to go to BookCon this year, tough nuggets. That's that's like my goal is to finally go to BookCon at one point. Well, I mean, technically, as long as you have a working book business. We can technically. Do you think we get could get badges. in as media since we do a book podcast? Yeah. I mean, booktubers get in. Yeah. So they have to. I mean, we have to see. I mean, it's it's in New York. That's the only downside. I'd go to New York for that. It's a like it's Thursday, Friday. I think Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Possibly. One day. One day we will go, and it will be glorious. Let me get really, really. I don't really think we have to get really, really famous, but we mean we get more of a following, maybe? Maybe, yeah. The other um, random thing here is um, that I did talk about in our intro is that um, Barnes & Noble, again, is having a summer reading program for kids. So definitely go and check that out at your local Half Price Bookstore. Barnes & Noble or Half Price Books? Barnes & Noble. Half Price Books, sorry. I was going to say, you said Barnes & Noble. It's only happening June and July. And it's for kids 14 years of age and younger. There is a separate one for teens, but 
I don't think it's as cool as the kid ones. Probably not. Yeah, but it's cool, and they get points and get little toys and things. Oh, that's nice. Okay. So, this episode is going to be brought to you by Summer Reads <laughs> for all of your summer needs. Mm. When you're sitting on the beach drinking your Mai Tai, mm. some guy named Pablo is fanning you mm. with a big palm leaf. Wow, you have like the best summer ever. <laughs> what book do you imagine being in your hand? <laughs> no, so, um, do you want to start us off or you want me to start us off? Sure, or? I can start off with... Um, one of mine. So one that I picked is The Best Kind of Magic by Crystal Castara. This is just a really fun book about um, a teen that is a witch and her mom's like the head of her coven and her friend has like psychic abilities and her magic is really low tiered. Um, because she's a matchmaker. She can see, like, if she, like, touches you, she'll see your one true match. Oh. But the catch is she can't see her own match. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it takes place, takes place in Chicago, so it's a Midwest book hey. I have to support. Um, but I, this is just one of those, like, feel-good books, you know, it's not gonna be super deep and make you think it's just something there to kind of like give you something fun to, to have I like that yeah I like that uh so my first one is actually from Amazon's uh beach reads list oh and it shouldn't surprise anyone that Amazon is repping for James Patterson ay, ay, ay. I know I'm not a huge James Patterson fan do you like James Patterson at all I've read the the Women's Murder Club books. I've read books one through three, and they're just not they're not my taste. Yeah. I've read um, his m Crazy House books, and that one was kind of weird, off in left field. But that was a James Patterson present book. Um, let's see what other James Patterson. Um, I read A Confession of a Murder Suspect, which is one of his YA mystery thr thrillers. That one was okay. I, I could have probably finished off that series, but I don't know. I find James Patterson's style of writing not fast enough, honestly. No. If you're going to read, if you're going to write like suspense murder books, I just, I, I don't tend to go towards James Patterson. So, this book says, James Patterson's strongest team since the Women's Murder Club. It's funny <laughs> that you brought that up. It's, are the first responders when their seafront town is targeted by vicious criminals. Mm -hmm. uh, the inn at Gloucester stands alone on the rocky shoreline. Its seclusion suits former Boston police detective Bill Robinson, novice owner and innkeeper. Mm. As long as the dozen residents pay their rent, Robinson doesn't ask any questions. Neither does Sheriff Clayton Spears, who lives on the second floor. When Mitchell Klein arrives with a deadly new way of doing business, uh, his crew of local killers breaks laws, deals drugs, and brings violence into the doors of the inn. That's when Robinson realizes, with the help of journalist Susan Swole, that living in the city is no escape from the reality of evil or the responsibility of action. 
Hmm. So it sounds like there's an inn. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be a quiet, beachy town. And instead, okay. there's drugs and violence. So, like, not like Big Little Eyes? Uh, I feel like that's uh, kind of like Big Little Eyes. A little bit, but, but with more guys more, than girls. Maybe m- much more focused on maybe murder. Yeah. The mur- like, well, I guess Big Little Eyes does fix the murder of that, of the husband. But it's more about, like, the town and these, like, women in the town. It still sounds it kinda like did. a normal James Patterson book. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not ringing any bells for me. Yeah. But that's just for me. Maybe when you're listening to it, you're like, man, I love James Patterson. This sounds like an awesome beach read. Mm. There you go. It's all you. All you. So here's one that I've raved and raved and raved about is Alex Approximately by Jen Bennett. Of course. That one, I just, it takes place in um, Santa Monica, California, summer, you know, film movie festival. Just, it's a really, really good young adult book. And I love it so much. Or new adult book. I guess it's more considered new adult. Um but it's kind of like it, it it really is like i've re i've reread that this book now i think like oh gosh i've i've lost count how many say, times how many times read, at least. i've read it a couple times sometimes back to back that's how great it is but the main um the main character mink uh bailey Raydale. Rydell. i don't know why i'm laughing at that Rydell. <laughs> um decides to move in with her father and kind of get away from her toxic mom and her new husband. So and she's been talking to this guy called Alex on a film buff chat room. Yeah, that's how I throw back that. <laughs> okay. But she moves to this town, ends up meeting this guy... And she starts falling in love and kind of very much like you've got mail. There's a moment when one person finds out that, oh, this is really who the person I was talking to. And it's the girl I'm dating. And I don't know how I feel about this. And I love that. Love that movie. I love this book. If you're a fan of... You've got mail and how awesome Tom Hanks is. Yes, <laughs> you need, I am a fan. You need to read this book. It's It just has all the good summer things. Okay. That's a good one. Yep. Uh, my next one is on Reese Witherspoon's Ooh. Top Books to Read for Summer. Yes, girl. And yes. It's called The Wedding Party by Jasmine Geary. Guillory? G-U-I-L-L-O-R-Y. And it says that Maddie and Theo have two things in common. Alexa is their best friend, and they hate each other. 
Oh. After an oops, we made a mistake night together, neither one can stop thinking about the other. With Alexa's wedding rapidly approaching, Maddie and Theo share bridal party responsibilities that require more interaction with each other than they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Underneath the sharp barbs that they toss at each other in a simmering attraction that won't fade. Mm. Um, It builds until they find themselves sneaking off to release some tension when Alexa isn't looking, agreeing that it would end once the wedding is over. When it's suddenly pushed up and they only have a few months left of secret rendezvous, they find themselves regretting that the end is near. Mm. Two people this different can't possibly have a connection other than purely physical, right? Mm. So. I like that. It sounds like a romance gone right kind of book. Mm. Like. Yeah. I don't know. It it almost kind of sounds like Friends with Benefits to me, but with a wedding. The movie that's been a hot minute since i've seen that well and the problem is is that i always get the two movies confused because there's friends with benefits and then there's another one i'm thinking of the one that has ashton kutcher in it let me look that up right quick you mean the one where he marries the girl when they're in vegas together no okay hold on well you're looking that up no it's not ashton kutcher i'm an idiot it's justin timberlake and mila kunis and it is it's oh friends, friends with benefits, benefits. yeah it's yeah friends yeah, with yeah. this the song at the end of that movie is where i got my idea to have the same song at the end of my wedding oh my gosh <laughs> yes and i was like haha everybody will hate me but i really want to say that there's another movie with ashton kutcher and natalie portman maybe mm-hmm. and it's almost the exact same movie I feel a lot of like weird rom-coms follow that I'll look that up while you talk about your next book. Okay. Amazingly enough, mine also is based around a wedding. The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren. Uh, this is, again, a rom-com. But you have the best man and maid of honor. They're the only two people that don't get food poisoning from a wedding and so like the bride and groom can't go on their honeymoon so instead of just you know losing a wonderful a great vacation she gives it to the best man and the maid of honor and they don't like each other <laughs> so they nice. have to go on this romantic vacation act like they're all like in love with each other when they really don't it's great so that sounds amazing yeah olivia is always unlucky in her career in love in well everything her i her identical twin anna on the other hand is probably the luckiest person in the world her meet cue with her fiance is something out of a romantic comedy gag and she managed managed to finance her entire wedding by winning a series of internet contacts contests double gag worst of all she's forced olivia to spend the day with her sworn enemy ethan who just happens to be the best man olivia braces herself to get through the 24 hours of wedding hell before she can return to her comfortable unlucky unlucky life but when the entire wedding party gets food poisoning from eating bad shellfish the only people who aren't affected are olivia and ethan and now they're on an all-expensive paid honeymoon in Hawaii up for grabs. Nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like. That book sounds amazing. That, I just, I think I want to audiobook it, to be honest. 
But like, I think that would be hilarious to watch on a film. And I'm pretty sure they made a movie probably somewhere out there that is totally similar to this. If they haven't, they need to. But that's just great. Like, I can't, I have a feeling all I'm going to be doing is laughing my butt off, to be honest. Um, yeah, no, I'm just, I, I got, I, I can't even, like, begin to, like, start not giggling at, like, the horrible, the horribleness of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, you'll like my next author. Okay. Because I believe, I believe she's one of your favorites. Oh, I have lots of favorites. Okay. Casey West. She makes some good things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so she, the only reason I know her is from P.S. I Like You. Yes. Um, so she wrote a new book called Maybe This Time. Yep. You already read it? No, I have not read oh, it. okay. I've I was heard, like, dang it. I've just heard of it. Um, my, my, if you, my, my number one Casey Best is By Your Side. Okay. That one's mine. So it says one year, nine events, nine chances to fall in love. Weddings, funerals, barbecues, New Year's Eve parties, name the occasion and Sophie Evans will be there. Well, she has to be there because she works for the local florist, so she can be found at every big event in her small hometown arranging bouquets and managing family dramas. Enter Andrew Hart, the son of fancy new chef in town. Andrew is suddenly required to attend all the same events as Sophie. Entitled, arrogant, and preppy. um, Hold on. Entitled, arrogant, preppy Andrew. Hmm. Sophie just wants to get her job done and finish up her sketches so she can apply to design school. But every time she turns around, there's Andrew getting in her way and making her life more complicated. Until one day she wonders if maybe complicated isn't so bad after all. Told over the course of one year and following Sophie from event to event, this delightful novel from Master Master of Romantic Comedy Casey West shows how love can blossom in unexpected places. I think that's a cute one. That one is cute. I I love her, but at the same time, like, I have a love-hate relationship with her. Like, I'll read one of her books and I'll love it. I'll read the next book, I'll hate it. And so, like, that's how I, I go down. Um, but coming off the Casey West train, Morgan Madison's The Unexpected Everything. I feel like this is just one of those summer reads that is so quintessential summer. Like... I feel like everybody in the bookish community has this book on their list and there's a good reason for it. It's because it's amazing (laughs) and there's puppies on the cover. Oh, I need it now. Just for the puppies. Yeah. So it basically she, Andy is the main character and she has everything planned out. Her father though is a politician and something happens where um, her plans are pretty much ground to a halt and ruined because of her dad's work. And she has to basically scrounge together an internship. She ends up working for a dog walking slash dog sitting company where they live. Um, she hang- gets to hang out with her friends. She meets a boy who turns out to be a sci-fi writer Ooh. Yeah. So, but at the same time, she's having to deal with some family issues that because of how busy her father is and how much that they don't get to see each other finally gets brought to light. Um, I mean, this 
This is a big book. I'm not gonna lie. It's a hefty one. It's 500 pages. Woo! But man, does the 500 pages fly by. Like, I have, I think this is the best Morgan Masson book I've ever read. So, yeah. I'm gonna have to say, if you really want to have a great summer read that is just true to the core, unexpected everything. All right. Okay. So my next one is from Sarah Dessen. Mm -hmm. She is known for being like a summer romance writer. Mm -hmm. And her book is called uh, The Rest of the Story. Ooh, okay. And it says, uh, Emma Saylor doesn't remember a lot about her mother who died when Emma was 12, but she does remember the stories that her mom told her about a big lake that went on forever with cold, clear water and mossy trees at the edges. Okay, so Michigan. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just Emma and her dad, and life is good, if not a little unpredictable, until Emma is unexpectedly sent to send the summer with her mother's family that she hasn't seen since she was a little girl. When Emma arrives at North Lake, she realizes there are actually two different very communities there. Her mother grew up in the working class North Lake, while her dad spent summers on the wealthier Lake North Resort. The more time Emma spends there, the more she starts to feel like she's also divided into, into two people. To her father, she's Emma, but to her new family, she's Sailor, the name her mother always called her. Then there's Rue, the boy who was her very best friend when she was little. Rue holds the key to her family's history, and slowly he helps her put together the pieces of her past. It's not hard to get caught up in the magic of North Lake, and Sailor finds herself falling under Rue's spell as well. Mm. For Sailor, it's like a whole new world is opening up to her, but when it's time to go back home, which side of her, Emma or Sailor, will win out? I like that one. Yeah. It definitely has Michigan vibes, though. It does. It does have Michigan vibes. Pure Michigan. What is that commercial? It's like, um, when the lakes are crisp and, and bright, and all you want to do is take a walk on the beach, Lake Michigan, pure Michigan. Who is that that does the voiceover? <sighs> you would ask me that. God. And I know I can see his face, like, straight in his day. And I can hear the background music. Who does the voice of Buzz Lightyear? Tim Allen? That's him. Is it? Yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I, think, I can hear it. I was like, I think so David was going to have the answer for us. I'm sorry, David. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's um, it's Tim Allen. Yeah, but like every time that I hear that, I hear that doo 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 music in the background. You know what? I'm sorry. I kind of do want to visit Michigan. I've driven through Michigan, but I've never, like, visited Michigan. The only times that I've ever had the need to go to Michigan is always when it's in the snowy, snowiest parts of winter for some reason. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to go to Michigan now. <laughs> it's like I want to go, but then I'm like, no, no. Why didn't you want to go during the summer when it was nice? Why do you want to go now when there's a blizzard? Because mm. snow dogs. Ah. <laughs> oh. I love that movie, and Jesse hates that movie. And How can you hate that movie? He hates that movie. How can I, you hate the movie? I don't know. It's a great movie. I think it's amazing. All right, going back to books, my last just regular book that I have is 29 Dates by Marissa De La Cruz. Um, the tagline says that a heartwarming, sparkling romantic comedy about what happens when your heart wants and what your parents want don't match. Marissa De La Cruz enchants and delights in her usual style, completely unputdownable. I mean, they're not wrong. The only reason I put it down was because I had to pick up our buddy read and get that done. <laughs> so, basically, um, this is 
about a girl who had who's from Seoul, which is in South Korea, yeah. and her parents are typical South Korean upper class upper class they want her daughter to do really well in school but at the same time they want her to find a really respectable you know kind of boyfriend that will turn into fiance who will turn into husband and kind of have that like that that's what they want they want her to stay in the upper crust well you know she's she struggles to you know find the right person honestly because a lot of the people that she meets are really really stuck up (laughs) yeah not the exact kind of person you want to spend the rest of your life no so she goes on all these dates these set up dates that her parents have bought pretty much for her yeah i know it's kind of weird um but because of all those fail they decide Okay, you're not doing well in school. You're not matching up with anybody that we want you to match up with. So we're going to ship you off to San Francisco. But why? Because (laughs) apparently if you go over here to the States and you get good grades over here, it means something. (laughs) That just doesn't make any sense. I'm not Korean. I don't know. I haven't got to read a lot of this, honestly, because I've been really focused on a lot of other books, but... I really do like this. It sounds like a funny, funny, quirky Japanese infused, or not even Korean infused, I'm sorry, not Japanese, Korean infused. Sounds like the prequel to Crazy Rich Asians. (laughs) Thank you, Peanut Gallery. (laughs) We respect our Peanut Gallery here. That's true. And he's right. He is right. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Um, Let's hear it. What do you got for us? Okay, my next one is called Where I End and Where You Begin by Preston Norton. Okay. And this one's weird. Mm. In a good way. In a good way? So, it's about this guy named Ezra who just is like this really anxious, nervous, Mm -hmm. insomniac nerd. Mm. And he wants to ask out this girl named Imogen to the prom. Well, the problem is that every time he tries to get a chance, her best friend intervenes, and her, yeah, her best friend hates Ezra. Like, makes it her job to make his life a living hell. And her name's Winona. Mm. Well, then a solar eclipse happens, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, Ezra and Winona wake up in each other's bodies. What the heck? Yeah, they switch bodies. It's a Freaky Friday! Yeah, but every... Like, third or fourth day, they switch back. What? Yeah. So, like, for four days, they're one person. For four days, they're themselves. For four days, they're the one person. For four days, they're themselves. And, obviously, they can read all each other's diaries. They can, Mm -hmm. you know, they know each other's thoughts. They know how the other one interacts with people. And so, (laughs) he finds out that Winona has a crush on his best friend. And she finds out that Ezra has a crush on her best friend. Mm. So they make a deal to try to get the two of them together because they keep trying to switch bodies. So when they're in the other person's body, they do everything to get the attention of the other person. When they're in their own bodies, they still act like normal Normal people. Yeah. So it just says, wildly entertaining and deeply heartfelt, where I end and you begin is a brilliant, unapologetic exploration of what it means to be your best self. Hmm. I like that one. That one's kind of cute. Yeah, I think okay. it looks fun. 
I'm finding all these other ones now on Goodreads, and I'm like, oh, I like this one. Oh, I, I like, like this you, one. And I like, I like you, you, and I like you. You're coming home with me. Honorable mentions, because I haven't really looked into them. Small Town Hearts by Lily Vale. Somewhere Only We Know by Marine Goo. If I'm Being Honest by Emily Wilberly. Those are my honorable mentions, because I just found those, and I was like... The title looks good, and the cover looks cool, and I'm just going to add it, and I'll read it later. Yeah. Um, but my my last one, because it's technically three books in a series, it's three books in one series, I figure <laughs> I'll just put the whole series on here, because you got to read it. Yeah. To All the Boys I Loved Before by John, by Jenny yes. Han. I'm sorry. I love that series, and I've only read book one, and I have to go buy book two, because the Netflix... <laughs> Adaptation is probably coming out soon. It's in, I think it's going into post-production. So. You need it. I need it. I need book three probably too. But yeah, I just, I'm sorry. That like is the best. Oh, if you, if you've seen the Netflix adaptation, it's pretty, pretty close to the book, honestly. So. I'm not, I'm assuming everybody's read it and everybody's seen the adaptation, so I don't really feel like I have to give a synopsis other than I feel like that is like, if you're going on a very long vacation and you want, instead of like having a big chunky book and you want like multiple books with you, just read that series. It's great. <laughs> it sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have any more books, so you, you beat me by one whole book series. <laughs> So I'll just add a book series. Uh, Harry Potter is always oh my gosh, a great option. That was like top five on one of the lists I found on Goodreads. The one one day best summer reads. That was like book five yep. was Harry Potter. I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, Harry Potter is a year round great read. So, but if you start it in the summer, uh, you'll probably finish it in the summer because you won't put it down. So there you go. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I think the theme for a good summer read is not overly heavy and just makes you feel good. Yes. Yeah. That's what I like in my... I read a lot of, like, contemporary rom-com-y books. That's what I was going to say. I I read a lot of chiclet. There you go. Chiclet. When I think of summer, for some reason, I want romance. I want love blossoming. Mm -hmm. I want... A secret affair on a beach. I want a one night stand in Cancun. I want. I I think the wedding books that we talked about. Yes. Those are gonna be great reads. That sounds especially the one about the honeymoon. Uh huh. honeymooners. The non honeymooners. That sounds so good. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I don't know what you guys think of when you think of summer reads, but that's what I think of. So. You know, another honorable mention is read a thriller. Like a suspenseful thriller? Maybe not the James Patterson book. Not the James Patterson book. There's probably... I can't... I am I honestly have not found my niche for those yeah. yet. I like them. And they don't like me back. But... <laughs> <laughs> I like them. No, they're not bad at all. They're not bad at all. Mm. So, yeah. If you guys have a different version of what you like to read during the mm-hmm. summer... Hit us up. Uh, find us on Twitter at Wine and Dine Pod or at Wine and Dine Pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know what you like to read. Let us know, you know, if there's anything that we should be on the lookout for. Recommend us some books. Yeah. We What's could your top five? Some, we could use some summer reads. I would love that. I would love to see, like, a top five from you guys about what your summer reads are just to mm-hmm. see. Because 
I have a confession to make, and I know it's a little late for a wine in this podcast. Oh, no. What happened? So, I was talking... Did you hit another slump? No. Okay. Well, sort of. <laughs> Me too. Okay, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Yeah, I was like, sort of. It's not It's not no, but... Um, no, I was looking at my Goodreads page mm-hmm. because later here in the month, Ashley and I are going to be doing a mm-hmm. mid-year wrap-up, and... I have not updated my Goodreads page since March 20th of 2016. Oh my god. I haven't updated a single book. So, like, I know a couple of books that I've read, like, off the top of my head for sure. But, like, I don't have Ashley's Goodreads page of, like, every book she's read and every review that she's done. Oh my god. So, I have so many books to add now that I'm back on Goodreads to my to-be-read pile and to my what what I've read pile. And so, I'm going to go through my bookshelf later and I'm going to figure out, okay, have I read you? Have I read you? Is this going on my TBRs? Oh like, my gosh. I have a lot of work to do. So. Oh my gosh. I couldn't, I can't even, like... My lack of organization. Oh, it's like hanging. It's, it's horrible. Making me so anxious right now. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, no, not okay. <laughs> not okay. So yeah, if you have any suggestions to me on how to get my life together, that's also welcome. <laughs> Just hit us up. Let us know. <laughs> All right. Well, this is where we're gonna end here. I'm Ashley. I'm Megan. And this is Wine, Wine and Dine. Dine. The ladies of Wine and Dine would like to thank you for listening to tonight's episode. If you have a wine you would like to suggest, or maybe something you would like the ladies to read, please email us at wineanddinepod at gmail.com. Alright, we didn't clink, so give me a clink. Clink. Thank you.